Hey, welcome to the loudest podcast in the Delaware Valley, <laughs> Legends of Philadelphia. These are your hosts, Johnny Zito and his best friend, Tony Trove. I'm Brian Bierman, helping out on engineering duties. You might be asking, who put these peanut heads in charge? <laughs> That's a great insult. Well, in addition to being Philadelphia natives, Tony Trove and Johnny Zito have a little t-shirt business, South Fellini, Fellini that Fellini, focuses Fellini. on yeah, Philly culture and in-jokes. Lots of times, customers will ask us, yo, cuz, let me vomit smoke, or they want to know how to sneak into Riverview. <laughs> R.I.P. Riverview. <laughs> So we decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer for new Philadelphians and a refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us, so we're hoping to share that with you. <laughs> you, 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 you. <laughs> River view, view. View, 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 view. Oh, man, the river uh, view. Yeah, ah, man, I miss going to the movies. That was definitely, that's I know, a, I miss it, that's man. a bummer. There's some. But do you miss the Riverview? Uh, yeah, I guess. I yeah, don't know. right, right. I remember go over somebody... Wawa and get get some snacks and then and try stuff something in your pants. In. One time I went there to see Toy Story three, and I went to I went to um, uh, Wawa beforehand, and I like just didn't even hide it because it was like, come on, like it's like twelve, <laughs> it's like midnight. I'm going to see Toy Story. You're eating the and, hoagie uh, on the way in. Yeah, the, and and the and the person, the like manager person, was like training somebody new, and and she was like, "Tell them you can't bring, you can't bring that in." And I was like, "Well, well I just bought food," and they were just like, "You can't come in here." And I was like, "Well, I'm not, I'm not coming to see Toy Story then." So I didn't. So I, I walked out, <laughs> <laughs> and I saw Toy Story three somewhere else. <laughs> That's why they're out Wait, of business. Did you buy it too. off of a uh, like someone who recorded the? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, at Riverview. At, yeah, it, bootleg. It was, it was in the parking lot. Yeah. In, front of, in front of Jomar, they're selling tapes. <laughs> <laughs> also, the real quick Riverview. Somebody, I think it was Christmas Day. Somebody got stabbed during Benjamin Button. Yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah, that I years remember, ago. Of course, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah, you know, Christmas night. <laughs> Christmas night. Ben- trying to watch a movie. <laughs> Be- Quiet. Yo, cause. I'm trying to follow this plot. We, he's old now, but he's young. <laughs> I don't get it. Yo, me and Zito saw, uh, we got sneak passes to see American Pie there when we were in <laughs> high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> We've been going there for a long time, all right? Yeah. The first time I remember going there by myself, we, we bought tickets to see down Periscope and then snuck into Rumble in the Bronx <laughs> instead. <laughs> I have a similar. Uh, uh, the other one. <laughs> we sl- we we paid to see uh, Beavis and Butthead do America, nice. and then we snuck in to see Mars Attacks. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that's a and, and get double... Mars Attacks. That's a great. swerve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a great double feature. Oh man. R.I.P. The Riverview. Yeah. Play some Qzar laser tag when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to the Philly Rock afterwards. <laughs> Go to Philly Rock. <laughs> Off brand. <laughs> Hard rock. Locally cafe. branded hard rock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the other the walk and roll. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was an arcade for a while. Oh my too, god, remember? stop. Yeah. Cut all this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. <laughs> um uh, 
Well, I guess uh, speaking of running around the city unattended, today we're going to be talking about uh, the legendary stray dogs of Philadelphia. Uh, for as long as people have inhabited Philadelphia <laughs> and the surrounding area, dogs have been present too. European immigrants to the Philadelphia region valued dogs for the utility and labor. In the 20th century, they became household pets and members of the family. But in the 1990s, a panic over wild dogs roaming the streets grabbed headlines and caused hysteria across the city. <laughs> so today, we're going to howl at the moon with Philadelphia's stray dogs. Uh, All right. Yeah. Good intro. Uh, good Good segue. I Thanks. I love my dog. I don't know how you guys feel about your dog. I'm, I'm pretty attached to mine. I also <laughs> love your dog. <laughs> Yeah, this I never heard of this. Uh, I asked my mom l- last night, and she was like, "What?" <laughs> she had well, never heard of this. You know, honestly, when we were kids, and Zito and I talk about this, <laughs> there used to be dogs around in, in like in the city. Yeah, there would be like like a dogs. stray dogs around. Like like I remember my mom would be like, "Don't go around the corner." There's a, there's Anthony. It's there's a stray, stray dog around the corner. Don't dog. go around the corner. <laughs> All right, I'll go around the corner. There used just used to be like just like that wolf, dog had a knife. Wolf packs around. You know, wolf city wolf packs. Yeah. Um, I guess I remember, you know, I have a million dog stories from when I was a little kid, like just being out and about and then like encountering a dog. I remember going to the library at Broad and Mars and there were dogs in the little uh, courtyard. Out in the there. library. In the library. <laughs> They'd taken it over. They were successfully. They were being it. loud. <laughs> they were being loud. They were uh, they were taking out the Howard Stern book. <laughs> yeah. To look at this one has boobs in this it. This one has boobs in it. <laughs> <laughs> Taking out all the books not supposed to take out, being bad. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and, and and everyone's like, shh, shh. And they're like, what? Get out of here! Get out of here. <laughs> scram, scram, dogs. I guess maybe I was maybe I was just unlucky and uh, traumatized by several encounters with stray dogs. I, I remember one time my mom went to uh, brought me to Federal uh, Street Pretzels, and I saw a little kid on the corner. My mom was inside the pretzel place, and I'm hanging outside. I see a little baby on the corner, so I like, I'm like, "What's going on with that baby on the corner?" And the baby like disappears <laughs> behind the corner. And I'm only like seven or eight myself at the time, so I'm like, "Why?" You know, I don't know why I was thought I should investigate. But when I I got to the corner and I like turned to where the baby should be, there was a a dog and a huge dog just kind of like snarling at me, and I I didn't see a baby anywhere, and I like freaked out and I panicked and I ran away. <laughs> And uh, it chased me for like a half a block back to Federal Street Pretzels. And um, and I ran inside. And I guess they, I think it, if I remember, they used to have like a little screen door or whatever. And I like ran inside and I was like, Ma, Ma, there's a dog. There's a dog. <laughs> a dog just ate a baby. That <laughs> was trying to eat me. <laughs> the baby might have been the dog. It could have been a werewolf for all I know. I, that's I never that's went a back great to point. Investigate. That's a great point. That's a great point. Wow, that's scary. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then I, I don't even know who knows if it was a stray or whatever. I remember when I was a kid as well, my grandparents had a dog and they would just they would let the dog out in the morning and it would it would roam around and then it would come back at night to to get dinner, you know, and it had its tags and it had its rabies collar or whatever. And that was just something I guess people did. And there were outdoor dogs, just like yeah. outdoor cats. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love. Uh, I would try to pet the dogs, probably. <laughs> and I could. Yep. I when I was a kid, um, I uh, uh, are you rolling your eyes because I tried to pet I I, I pet pet the dogs. No, I I, I was 
I'm rolling my eyes. You can't see my eyes. You made a whole show of no, like, oh, my God. I, <laughs> I was going to share that I feel like I have like a supernatural ability to, to, to lure dogs. To <laughs> really? I, yeah. I, I have, like, good dogs. I'm telling you. Like, like sit. They're staying. Their they're, they're owner's like, this dog is does whatever I say. I look at the dog. We lock eyes. The dog will walk to me. <laughs> I have like I feel like I have this like an, like an ESP when it comes to dogs. I was, uh, look, I, I've I've gotten a lot of dogs in trouble because they they disobey their owners. Oh yeah, so you're like cucking their. I'm a mag. Owners. No, don't say that. It's like a it's like a magnetism. <laughs> it's an energy, dude. You don't it's understand. An it's an energy. I Mesmer- do understand. Mesmerizing I the dog. Too. Well, but so when I when I when I was like uh. I would always like pet dogs. I love dogs. And then one time um, I thought I was like, I could pet any dog. I would tell everybody. <laughs> I would brag about it. <clears throat> but uh, we went to Wildwood and I took acid and uh, <laughs> and I went up to a dog. <laughs> this is an anti-drug story, though, because I went up <laughs> to uh, there was a dog and I was like, I'm going to go pet this dog. And, this, and I'm like, I, it, it, I'm like. On drugs and it's hot. I'm sweating and shit. <laughs> and this dog's just probably just like get the fuck away. And this dog like growled at me or whatever, and it would like freak me out like really badly. But if I was hot, if I wasn't high, he would. I probably could have pet him. So don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. <laughs> pet dogs. Yeah, dogs, not drugs. Dude, one time we 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 used to work this like like this artist space, and this guy had this like gigantic painting that he was like doing for like the art, like like the uh, the airport or something. Like, it was like enormous industrial painting and he's like talking to us and he's showing it to us and he has his dog there and i like and where i'm listening i'm listening to me and the dog like i like look at him and he's like yep and he just starts walking on the painting towards me <laughs> the dog, the dog. yeah, yeah i started patting him and then the, it. <laughs> he did. He it was, was like, like a cartoon he never does this he never does this and i'm, like, I'm sorry and i like ruined this Get guy's out of painting. here you're a yeah, homewrecker the dog ruined the painting and it's it's wow. true it's I'm true. telling you, it, it's it's a gift and a curse. If I was with you when you when you're in Wildwood, I would have been like, "No, Wolf Brother, it's okay. No. He's he means no it's harm. Okay. He He's means just no harm. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like in Captain Planet, I have like heart, but it only works on dogs. Yeah, it only works on dogs. It doesn't work on humans. It works on dogs and some squirrels. <laughs> 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 oh man sorry we're gonna we're gonna tr- who loves animals more we all love them yeah everybody wins <laughs> both dogs at least yeah uh yeah. so uh not cats no <laughs> nope this episode is not about cats maybe we'll do universe not- universally no we were, a, we, were hard we were talking about it i mean in the uh, we should time it we're 11 minutes in trove when this comes out at 11 minutes see if a bunch of people turn it off Right. <laughs> cat. I, I think we have like a solid dog listening audience we better <laughs> if anyone here likes cats please unsubscribe no no podcast. we'll do we'll do a cats episode in the future no i love cats i love cats the cats of the cats of vet stadium the cats of eastern state pen there's lots of yeah, cats lots of that's cats. true there's been a lots of cats on the show yeah so, uh, but today we're talking about dogs. We're talking about dogs. <laughs> so, um, uh, Philadelphians employed greyhounds and, and bloodhounds to track game from the early days of the colony. Although dogs proved to be valuable assets, 
for their owners on many levels. Their unchecked numbers created problems in the city as early as 1702. Abandoned dogs charged after carriages and knocked down pedestrians. Snarling curs infested, <laughs> infested markets and their waste blanketed sidewalks. After the sun went down, a chorus of howls often prevented citizens from getting any sleep at all. This Bad is the ancestor of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's causing chaos. <laughs> yeah, so I guess like, uh, you know, there's uh, wild dogs roaming around the city and they're... <laughs> it's like you're you're riding a carriage and a bunch of dogs knocking over. Yeah, and you're like these damn dogs chasing your horse. You got to do something. Dude, you're just you're just like you're just going to carriage eating a pretzel. Dog grabs <laughs> yeah, it out of your hand. Dog, yeah, he steals it. <laughs> what? 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 I got mud on my pantaloons now. <laughs> <laughs> these beasts. I guess most people just ignore the dogs. You know, they're just considered a nuisance. But the press raised the specter of mad dogs, aggressive and unpredictable canines <laughs> that were ostensibly afflicted with rabies. And while rabies was extremely rare at the time, newspapers amplified its presence by printing graphic accounts of the excruciating deaths of its victims. So there was a lot of like a lot of captivating headlines. And, uh, you know, look, if, they're, if the Eagles aren't playing, they're not selling newspapers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they needed something. <laughs> Of the off season. <laughs> Ye old daily news, you know? They're not. <laughs> <laughs> Stu Bikowski was still there, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's who the beef should be with. We got to leave Terry Gross alone. He's like these liberals and they're, and they're wild dogs. <laughs> uh, as a result, Philadelphians embarked on a program to regulate the number of dogs that roamed the streets. Residents called for heavy taxes on dogs as well as legislation that required roving canines <laughs> to be equipped with collars and muzzles. I just like these dogs have to pay taxes. <laughs> like, hey, get a job. Get a job like all of us. 15 sticks. This is, this, yeah. is, <laughs> this is not enough. This is not enough. Well, they were trying to use them as beasts of burden. Some of the things that I had read were that they, they had these dog treadmills that they would use to, they would get like four dogs on a treadmill and then the treadmill would power like a, like a miller, like something that would like grind up like grain or whatever. Churn butter. Really? Yeah, really? They, yeah, they tried. I mean, I, it didn't seem like it was very successful, but they definitely tried to sell this. They were chasing their tail too much. There used to be like a, a, dishwa- a clothes washing machine that, that did that, I think. That ran on dog power? Yeah, yeah. I just find, I guess the dogs are generally unreliable, so. Hmm. Dog-powered anything, not good. No. Yeah. The municipal government uh, implemented ordinances that enlisted dog catchers to capture strays. And generally, Philadelphians found the work of dog catchers to be barbaric. But newspapers frequently praised their efforts in the name of public health and safety. Uh, So. They definitely had an agenda. Yeah, they didn't want their pantaloons to get all messed up, so they were like, "We gotta get." <laughs> no, no, no. We gotta get it's rid like of these. Society. Yeah. The, and that, those glasses on one stick, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. The opera glasses. Yeah. Yeah. And the the big horn for like, so, so you can hear. You're listening, sure, of yeah. course. These are the kind of people who own newspapers. Yeah. Like, if you can afford a newspaper, you can afford that. Yeah. So. Opera glasses and a big horn. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the 19th century, a growing impulse emerged to view animals as sentient beings worthy of protection from abuse and neglect. Uh, Americans lobbied for the humane treatment of creatures <laughs> like unable that, that to fend was for like, themselves. That was like a new concept. People were like, no, what? 
What? No. Yeah, people used to say uh, animals can't feel feelings. pain. People would say animals can't feel pain. That's definitely like an old-fashioned kind of thing where it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's okay. Work that horse into the ground. Damn. Have 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 a heart, you old you old son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> in uh in 1867 the pennsylvania society for the prevention of cruelty to animals the pspca became the second anti-cruelty organization in the nation so that started right here in philadelphia the spca yeah and then it expanded and it ended up i mean i think that said the second one opened up in jersey and it moved uh, to New York and got it got huge. Got huge, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah, forgot, exactly. yeah, so. forgot where they came from. <laughs> and that's where the musical Cats comes from. By 1973, the SPCA estimated that 25% of the national dog population were strays. It was not uncommon to see a pack of six to eight dogs digging scraps of food from garbage cans, dodging traffic, or crawling into abandoned cars for shelter in most major cities in America. 25%? Yeah, 25% of the national yeah. dog population were strays. How many percent of them were three dogs in a trench coat? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we wouldn't know because they were passing for businessmen. Li- li- living amongst <laughs> us, and we have no idea. You wouldn't know. Yeah, they have no SPCA. It's like they live. You, 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 they, they're right next to you. You have no idea. Yeah. You'd be married to one. You could be married to... They listen. let McGruff, they let that dog become a cop. <laughs> yeah. A detective. That do- I mean, it's a dog. How can this dog be a, a, a an investigating? He gets <laughs> investigating. Done, yeah, I guess he takes a bite out of crime. Yeah, but his his cat stop uh, stop and frisk policies were like very <laughs> very unnecessary. I thought very unnecessary. Uh, people were understandably upset about all these uh, stray dogs, and it was causing uh, a bit of anxiety. Uh, you go outside, and there'd just be stray dogs in your garbage, and maybe maybe living in your house when you got home. I actually I did read one story about a family that adopted a dog that uh, that they just came home, and the dog was living in their house, and they were like, "We're gonna keep it." And it was like a like a goodwill story, but it, it's kind of weird rights. to be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this dog broke into their dog's house. like you're in my house. Uh, in 1981, Mary Logan, an 81-year-old Philadelphia woman, was killed by several of the mongrel dogs she kept in her house in Northern Liberties. Uh, then in 1985, Jeez. when a toddler was killed by African wild dogs at the Pittsburgh Zoo, uh, public paranoia about dogs reached a fever oh, pitch. How'd that happen? The, how the, how'd the kid get hurt at, or killed the, at the, the zoo? zoo? Yeah. It's the same as the Harambe story. The parents were holding him over the side to get a better look or take a photo, and the kid fell in. Oh, and he fell in. He bounced out of the safety net, and um, and it was over in seconds. Uh, you know they couldn't get to the kid in time, and then they proved in court. You oh, know wow. whose fault they went to court. It was a big story, and this story of Mary Logan was also a big national story, and it kind of like fueled a, a a national panic about the stray dog situation. I guess the '80s were a time of a lot of like. Uh, Media panics, mass paranoias uh, generated by yes. uh, you know by by scary headlines. I, I think they call it satanic panic. Yeah, there was the satanic yeah. panic. Yeah, <laughs> um, glad that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were real things to be panicked about. There were real things going on to be uh, scared of uh, that were also taking up headline space. Oh, like Reagan Reaganomics. Yeah, you know the. <laughs> The uh, the the government selling crack to people. Yeah, the AIDS pandemic. Yeah, the, there there was big there were real big scary things, and then there were hair metal. You know, alligators in the sewer. 
alligators in the sewer is a good one. Yeah, it's classic. A, is, is that a Philly? Is, was there ever a Philly thing about that? I don't think so. There's tigers in Philadelphia. There's a couple stories about tigers in Philadelphia. Wait, wait. In the in flushed in the toilet? No. <laughs> No, like 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 uh like the police uh, uh confiscate a tiger or a, or a big wild cat. Uh, but there's like um, a cougar gets wild or something. Yeah, yeah I mean it's yeah. definitely like um some Joe Exotic stuff. There's people. There's yeah. wild collectors yeah. everywhere. Um, so there was a there was some public paranoia. There was that place in uh in in Ohio like over like ten years ago. Remember it was like. There was a bu- the guy killed himself and he let all his animals loose. Yes. And it was like a lion and shit. Yes. And like zebras and stuff running around. Yeah. I guess that's what you would do. Yeah, that stuff's crazy. And uh, you know, I, I always think of the Twelve Monkeys movie. That's like the that's like the big uh, you know, surprise ending is they let all the animals out of the zoo and the animals take back the city. And uh uh there was oh, when that movie oh, came out, there I were still you know, dogs on the street. Yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> Oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for a 25-year-old movie. Oh, <laughs> it just came out. You're fi- dude. <laughs> it's in the free blockbuster box. You can finally rent out. it. Is it really? Is it really? <laughs> I have a copy. I've been I'll waiting for you to Maybe rent it, it for free. Yeah. If you drop off a, a movie. But uh, I always, I always, that idea always stuck with me, and it always kind of reminded me, you know, at the same time that movie was coming out, there's like animals on the street. I, I definitely walking to school, walking to my grade school, there was a dumpster we'd have to pass by, uh, on the way outside of a restaurant, and uh, every once in a while there'd be like three dogs just like chilling out there, and it was kind of like cartoonish. It was the same three dogs that would come out and eat on that dumpster. It's like Top Cat, but dogs. But dogs. <laughs> dogs. <laughs> Uh, but I, people did not find it. Uh, many people did not find it as amusing as I did as, when I was a kid. And uh, there were just. Uh, I just want to know, like, what it, I, I, I would like to know, like, what adventures those three dogs have every day. You know, I, I, I believe I'm sure they've like, made cartoons they about it. You know what I mean? Like two stupid dogs yeah. and, and things like that. Yes. Like, that, that's like that's Trying how I get a free steak from people <laughs> from, a, from a chef <laughs> at the back door. Uh, Lady in the Tramp, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Were they stray dogs? In oh, the, the, the one was I, you're gonna ruin you're gonna ruin it for Beerman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just don't spoil the end. The, the tramp dog is a street dog, <laughs> and the lady dog is a, uh, a dog. It's like a kept dog. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm trying to ruin it for you, dude. But there's a part where they eat there's spaghetti. There's no way they can fall in love. There's no way their love will last. There's no way. What about Oliver and Company or All Dogs Go to Heaven? These are also movies of the same time period that are about beloved strays. You know. That's true. All dogs go to heaven. They're 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 stray dogs. And Oliver and Company. It's about a cat that hangs out with a bunch of stray dogs, and then they uh, they sing music together. They sing Billy Joel together, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As as all stray dogs do. <laughs> as all, they all do. Uh, so so people people were not amused. They didn't think uh, all these stray dogs were were as funny as we do, and uh, it was it was impossible <laughs> not to consider it a problem. And even though stray dogs were not responsible for the the lady uh, mauled in Northern Liberties or the kid who died in the Pittsburgh Zoo, the, the stray dogs were catching the blame, you know. And so, yeah, the zoo is like, come on, that's like that. That has nothing to do with the stray dogs. They're they not even dog like, dogs. They're yeah, yeah, they're wild. Yeah, they're wild dogs from the prairie and shit. Yeah, from the jungle. Uh, locally, there was a big push to support no-kill shelters because people weren't turning dogs into the shelters because they were like, well, the dog is a better shot on the street, so they just, like, let it go. And uh, public campaigns that encouraged owners to neuter their pets. So, like, that was, like, early 80s. There's, like, a, you know, 
I guess the price is right. Oh, okay. They start saying it at the end of every episode and price things like that. Price is right, yeah. We're going to end this show with that. You know, they don't... I, I just read that, that you can't find the old episodes of Price is Right where they used to give um, fur coats out because Bob Barker put a stop to that and you can't even find those episodes anymore. He had, him, he had the tapes destroyed. Yeah, he destroyed them. He set them on fire himself. Yeah. 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 Well, he pet a dog because he's eating. <laughs> <laughs> Like we see, like like the racist Disney cartoons, like they just hidden away in the yeah. vault. They lock them. In the they try vault. to lock. They try to buy them all up. Yeah, you gotta you gotta subscribe to CBS All Access if you want to see those episodes. They're like <laughs> oh, they're deep oh, in there. Um, that was my plug for a streaming network this week. So in 1983, <laughs> the state passed a PA passed a new set of dog laws that governed the liability of pets. Dog the, law. Dog, dog law. <laughs> there should be a Law and Order Dog, dog law, law Division. Yes. Wait a second. Did now I didn't even think about it, but now is our time that we can talk about um, dog police. Dog, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Go ahead. Yeah. Everybody, after you're done listening to us, go YouTube Dog Police. It's a it's a song from the 80s about dog police. And then they made a sitcom pilot and um, about dogs who are police. And Adam Sandler's in it. Anyway. Well, Link Good in a visual companion. <laughs> Southfully.com slash podcast. You want to, uh... Good work, Drew. Great work. Thanks. You Thank wanna, you. You, you want to see it, though. Uh, yeah, it's really funny. The theme song is I think I think it was a uh, dog police. I think it was based on a on a song. There was like there's like an LA band and they have a funny song called Dog Police and somebody was like we should make a pilot and try and get this on on Yeah, but early you want you want to watch the 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 pilot's not good, but the original video is incredible. Yeah, the original right, anyway. video is really good. So in 1983, the state passed uh, all these new dog laws, and uh, the laws were updated again in 1990 and 1996 to increase fines for abuse and for abandoning dogs. Was this also around the time where um, there were, like, people were afraid of pit bulls? Yeah, uh, there was another—I wasn't going to include this, but there was another—in the early 90s, there was another pit bull attack, but it was, again, not a stray. It was somebody whose dog had gotten out up from up the block and attacked a kid who was playing up the street. And then in yeah. and all the way back in 1947, there was—I found a news story um, about a pit bull that had was stalking kids in North Philly for a couple of days before it— finally killed yeah like hunting these kids Bef oh god yeah before it finally caught them and then uh it actually killed one of them and uh then the police came and you know took care of it and uh but that was also very sensationalized and it grabbed national headlines the i couldn't find on newspaper.com when i looked it up it was from like a milwaukee newspaper like that was the that was the oh wow the the article that i managed to find so it was reported far and wide it was pretty um pretty scary and pit bulls are like the sweetest dogs yeah, and uh, for the most part, it seems like you know when when these attacks happen, they're from neglected dogs, um, f from dogs who are neglected by their owners, who aren't being taken care of or aren't being properly contained. Um, it doesn't seem or like abused or something. Or, right, yeah. Uh, as we'll find as we as we go further, there doesn't seem to be any cases of like random stray dogs mauling and killing people. You know. In 1998, the SPCA had a pretty good handle on the stray situation, and the random packs of dogs across Philadelphia were becoming a thing of the past. Uh, I actually found a, a map on newspaper.com where the Daily News outlined um, how many strays were taken in from each neighborhood in 1998. Uh, and 
North Philly and uh, Kensington are, are way up there with uh, 2,000, 3,000. Wow. And uh, South Philly, uh, 475. Yeah. Germantown, 504. Northeast Philly, 906. But it's a much larger area. So there's like over 10,000 stray dogs they took in in 98? Yes. Yeah, just in 1998. That's crazy. It doesn't include it, but a lot of the Philadelphia shelters, I don't know if this is still the case, but in 1998 it was, some of the shelters on the edge of the city take in stray dogs from the uh, suburban counties uh, just outside the city. The zip codes just outside the city. So they were doing their, they were doing their best. They were doing their job. And that's a lot of dogs. Yeah. And uh, to their credit, they were getting a lot of them. They were getting 38% of them placed in homes at the time. So people were adopting them. They were getting spayed and neutered pets. Everything was working out. People were happy. Things were transforming. You know, you could, you could walk to school without passing by a cartoonish pack, pack of, of wild dogs feasting on a dumpster. The, the city was, <laughs> was on the way up. <laughs> Look out, New York. <laughs> Uh, but in one section of Fairmount Park, protected by heavy brush, uh, roamed the city's last wild pack of dogs. Um, most of what we're going to talk about now comes from a 1999 uh, Daily News article um, about uh, stray dogs in the city. The park pack carved out a home in the rolling green acreage stretching from the Man Music Center to Strawberry Mansion, from the Belmont exit off I-76 to the Sweetbriar cutoff at West River Drive. The pack was really generations of castaways, where they had weathered cold uh, weather and human cruelty with cunning and courage. These dogs survived starvation and sickness, and the pack withstood countless attempts by animal lovers to rescue it, Fairmount Park officials to contain it, and the SPCA to control it. Uh, wow. A gang of dogs. It's their, <laughs> it's their city. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're they're right. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're running the shit. I mean, from 19, so it says 25 years. In 1999, it was, they had been around, they had been observing this pack of dogs for 25 years. So that's, uh, that's like 75, 76, right? 74, 75? Yeah. So that's crazy. That's how many years this, uh, this multi-generation dog pack had existed in Fairmount Park. So how many, how many dogs, like roughly was it in this pack? I guess at once. At, at the time of the observation, they said it had been larger, but at the time of observation, it was about 12 dogs, and there were other dogs would, like, come and go. So there was, like, there was the main pack, and then there were, like, satellite uh, uh, dogs that, like, that like came and ate off of their scraps. But because they were so much further down the pecking order, they don't chill out with the, with the top dogs. Wow. Wow. Dr. Karen Overall, a noted animal behaviorist from the University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinary Medicine, said, <laughs> go ahead, Beerman. That's the style of overall now. Karen <laughs> the overall. Karen overall. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Dr. Karen overall said, quote, doctor. Karen. She's a doctor. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Damn it. <laughs> quote, what you've got out there is the best of the best stray dogs. All of the ones that are really dumb were run over. All the ones that were fat and happy have been caught. <laughs> They're breeding now Jesus a more Christ. cunning animal. This, doc end quote. This, this doctor has no uh, uh, bedside manner at all, man. She's just like, just like, if they're stupid, they got run over. She's like, uh, she's very matter of fact. I, I yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. She's like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. She's she's like warning us of the dangers of nature getting out of control. 
Wildlife experts say large dog packs are uncommon in cities, which generally lack the resources for survival or the habitat to keep them alive. Many of the dogs that find their way to the park die of illness or starvation. Uh, the survivors become feral, to the point where they are wary of almost all people who aren't in cars. The park pack, for instance, was notorious for routinely barking at bikers and joggers. So they were, like, protecting their territory. Get out of here. You kids, get off our lawn. The pack hunts together as well, enabling it to take down game larger than itself. The park pack, which occasionally roamed into Lower Marion, uh, reportedly stalked and took down a deer in the West Laurel Hill Cemetery. Wow, yeah. that's like wow. some Animal Planet shit. They stalked it. On numerous occasions, the park pack broke into the Philadelphia Zoo to hunt peacock, waterfowl, and antelope. Uh, pack members also act as helpers participating in the raising of pups. Uh, typically, only a single litter produced the alpha dog. The leader of the 1999 park pack was named Thor by rescuers. Thor. <laughs> Thor. Thor. Uh, he was a German shepherd, kind of like a mangy-looking German shepherd. Uh, Thor's predecessor was Benttail, an older female and possibly relative to Thor, so named for her distinctive damaged tail, which kind of swung around like a pin the tail on the donkey, just kind of like she didn't have any control over it. It just kind of like swung aimlessly. Uh. Uh, dog experts say that her role was relatively uncommon. Most true feral dog packs have a male leader, though females are known to serve as leaders, especially in less structured groupings of dogs. Uh, but around two years ago, two years earlier than 1999, when the uh, SPCA was observing them, when this article was being written, uh, Benttail disappeared, and Thor assumed the role of pack leader. Wow. Wow. So Thor's mate was an equally large but leaner German shepherd. Uh, they didn't give her a name, but uh, the, the article refers to her as canine from then on because she kind of looks, looks like a police canine. She has like, uh, like that build and, and those ears okay. perfectly straight up. Dr. Serple, a veterinarian at the University of Pennsylvania, says, quote, There is very little successful breeding going on. They can barely maintain their numbers without recruitment from the outside, end quote. So most the way the pack survives is that it, there's always new strays finding their way to them and then finding their place in the pack. And So people just dumping their dogs is really... Yeah, or the dogs that get out, yeah. And I guess they kind of find their way up there because it's like it's, it's a place where they can survive. It's... it's it's like impossible to survive literally on the street, you know. It's it's cold and unforgiving, but out in Fairmount Park, you know, you got the zoo. You can you can hunt at the zoo. There's sure, sure. People feeding ducks and things like that. That duck food. But the park pack defied the odds, and Thor's pups ha were observed to have survived adolescence. I couldn't find any daily news follow-up to the story that inspired this episode, but I did find several news stories over the years in other newspapers uh, in 2009, 2013, and they mentioned people encountering wild dogs in Fairmount Park. And then there's a 2015 post on Medium uh, that reports the Philadelphia zookeepers are still dealing with stray dogs chasing peacocks and being bad boys. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Wow. So there's still, there's still some strays. Yeah, definitely. My, uh, my dog it was a stray in Fairmount Park. A friend of ours uh, encountered uh, Ziggy uh, when she was jogging. And then, uh, was Ziggy has to be part of the... Uh... The pack. She's a descendant right. of Thor. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, right. They kicked her out. They showed her the door. They were like too loud, <laughs> too, too demanding, <laughs> too cute. You're too, too cute. Sweet. Like, you got to get out of here. Uh, yeah, she and she was found near Strawberry Mansion, which is within the uh, I guess prime roaming spot for the park pack. And uh, uh, our buddy uh, asked if I could uh, watch the dog for a few weeks while they looked for the owner. 
and uh, obviously somebody let they're the dog go because they didn't want it. They're still looking. <laughs> still looking. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold this dog for a couple hours. Yeah. Years. <laughs> yeah. And actually, they'll be back. The SP. She was in the the. Our friend had dropped the dog off to the SPCA at that that point. At by the time I'd gotten back to her, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take care of the dog." And so the SPCA, being dedicated as they are, they drove the dog to me. They were like, "You'll take this dog, great." And they brought the dog to me. And uh, as soon as we we let her in the house, she uh, she ran up the steps and she pissed in the kitchen. And then, uh, and then made a little bed for herself on the couch. And uh, she was like, "I'm and staying." She was home. Yeah. So <laughs> established dominance. <laughs> <laughs> established dominance. <laughs> Marked her territory. Established dominance. Yeah. She's the I don't like these chips. Get different kinds. <laughs> <laughs> I want. <laughs> I want the kind where there's two different flavors in the same bag. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ziggy, okay, we'll get it. We'll get we'll get, or we'll write a letter to Hers Potato Chips if they don't. Make dog chips. Make dog chips. There are lots of go- good dogs out there in Fairmount Park still, if anyone's looking to, to get free a dog. dogs. Free dogs. Free dogs. They're free. You've got to take all of them, though. you got to take all 12. You, you should got- take as many as you can. You know, If one is all you can take, I understand, but you should take as many as you can. <laughs> My dog is not a stray, but, she, uh, but Ham came from uh, the Justice Rescue which uh, um, is an organization that saves dogs. So I didn't literally save a dog like Zito did, but he uh, he was an unwanted pup. I I, th- I think that counts. I think that definitely counts. You think Ham could live on the streets? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, he he would he'd probably start like a small fire somewhere and he'd get arrested yeah. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Lock him up in Eastern State. Mm-hmm. Lock him up. Mm-hmm. This bad boy, <laughs> cheese thief. Yeah, Ziggy still has a lot of her her stray qualities. She she uh, when we're out walking, she's constantly trying to get stuff out of the garbage. She doesn't do it at home. She never goes near the trash can or anything. But if there is a a bunch of garbage anywhere on trash day, she is like, like trying to claw. She's trying on. to claw into it. Yeah, it's like it's the it's her worst habit. It's hard to break. You can take a dog out of Fairmount Park, but you can't take the Fairmount Park out of (laughs) (laughs) out of Ziggy. Ziggy. Where is she? We're coming. Let me pat her. She's hanging outside the door. She's not allowed indoor in podcasts. She makes a lot of noise. She wants her own microphone. A little too much noise. It's not even the noise. It's just it's just her opinions. More more than yeah. She's just very loud with her opinions. <laughs> yeah. They're very uninformed. They're ignorant. They could cause the more, people to harm The more harm I hear themselves. them, the more I like. I like. <laughs> They're ignorant. <laughs> but she's loud about it. She's confident. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody follow That's her the on problem. They always double down. They never Nobody say they're sorry. They never, <laughs> <laughs> they never always double down. They always double down. They, they always have, a, they have, yeah. a, they have a, a chance to double, to, to save face. To, to end it, and they don't. End it, and they don't. She's like, <laughs> she's like, no, salmon flavored biscuits are the best. And I'm like, all right, Ziggy, all right, okay, all right, salmon, all right. salmon. I got some an asshole. I some an asshole. Yeah. Um, I guess if you're if you're not trying to just walk up to Fairmount Park and 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 grab a free dog, there's also uh, Paws and uh, Act and the SPCA in Philadelphia. Uh, we encourage everybody to get out there and and uh, grab a little fur monster of your own. You won't regret it. Let me pet it. 
<laughs> let Beerman watch your dog and pet it. Yeah, let me watch it. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to add to to the stray dog situation in Philadelphia? I, I never knew. Uh, I, th- this is crazy. I never knew. Like, I see stray cats and, and you know, uh, uh, but I, 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 I don't know. That's just a crazy amount of dogs. I can't believe it's thousands, ten thousands dogs they took in in 98. Yeah, I mean, I guess that you know they got a handle on the situation and and things have changed. It's definitely not the same out there. I do see stray cats, but I almost never see a stray dog. And when I do, it's someone's dog, and they're desperately looking to get it back. The the, the two times yeah. that's ever happened, you know. Imagine even, even like being a dog owner. You're walking your dog, and you got to deal with a stray dog. You know, like coming up to your dog. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. a pain. Uh, a, a different life, a different Philadelphia we grew up in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty much uh, all there is to know about the wild dogs of Fairmount Park. Uh, please check out our website. That's www.southfellini.com. S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com for cool Philly-inspired merch. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at South Fellini everywhere. Follow along and join in the conversation. We want to hear from you. We're coming up on our 50th episode soon, so if there's anything you guys want to ask or anything you want us to talk about, we're going to do a big Q&A. Uh, errors and omissions presents presents uh you can leave for us yeah sure that too <laughs> wait we should have a meetup at cvs <laughs> <laughs> meet me by the beef jerky we're here for iced tea and we want it <laughs> <laughs> look out for new episodes of the podcast every monday stay safe wash your hands and wear a mask and new to your dog and <laughs> Pay a neuter your dog, yeah. Send me pictures of your dog. Send pure DM pictures <laughs> of dog. your dog to beer me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>